Yeah, ha <laughs> ha. Kingsman Church Boys BDN on this track. Yeah, Otara Bell, we claim Jesus. We claim Jesus. Hello, Falava, Malole, Kiranda, Nisa, Bulavidaka, Fakalofalayatu, Talohani, and Tena Kato Katoa. Welcome to an edition of our Fresh Truth podcast titled Christ in the Community. Now, if you've missed the introduction video behind the purpose of these uh, podcasts, here is, well, these particular podcasts use a short breakdown. They are a shorter vision of the podcast we have with Ronji. And that's it. <laughs> of course, we are carrying on with our uh, budget but blessed hashtag. So you'll see we're recording this via Zoom, which uh, may mean the quality of these episodes won't be as high as normal. However, what is still of high quality? In fact, the highest of the high is our King, our God, who in his wisdom and goodness through the life, death, and resurrection of his son, Jesus Christ, has given us his righteousness. Uh, Ephesians 2 verse 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is a gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. Before we uh, start our interview with our brother, I do want to read a psalm for us today. Uh, this comes from Psalm 150, verse 1 to 6. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in his mighty heavens. Praise him for his acts of power. Praise him for his surpassing greatness. Praise him with the sounding of the trumpet. Praise him with the harp and the lyre. Praise him with the tambourine and dancing. Praise him with the strings and flute. Praise him with the clash of cymbals. Praise him with res resounding cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Cool. So it's a wonderful opportunity for me to interview uh, our next guest, my next brother, um, whose origins hail all the way from the islands we call the Rock of Polynesia. And, you wear, um, and if you ever try to tackle this guy like I've tried in the past, it is like hitting a rock. Uh, I'm, I'm blessed to be interviewing this buddy. He's one of my close brothers. He's someone I'm currently walking alongside with. And I um, really appreciate him as a person. I do, but I, I don't know if I've ever let you know that, but I really appreciate who you are as a person. If there's a person who I know wears many hats in this life, that is this guy. He's a rapper. He's a community worker. He's a youth worker. Um, he's a board of trustees member, in fact, for two schools. He's a chair of a trust. He's a wedding celebrant. He's a church elder. He's an account manager. He's an actor. Um, he's even on their IMDB website. I think that's what you call it. Uh, you know you've met him when you're on that, that website. Uh, he's a mentor. He's a powerlifter. He's a career consultant. He's a professional coach. And more importantly, he's a father and a husband. I'm introducing the one, the only, how to see Rex. That's who you are, bro. You know, I I know you as, as, as one of my brothers, but when I went onto Google, I was like, oh my goodness, this guy, and I was telling my wife, um, Joe, this guy is uh, super talented, so had to bring that all up, bro. How are you, Carl? Yeah, good, thank you, Rich. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, what an introduction. I think it's, uh, uh, interview's finished now, wait, because <laughs> I just wanted to hear the introduction and <laughs> I'm off now. It's us. <laughs> now, thank you, Rich, man, what an introduction, I can't. Yeah, you know when you hear that sort of stuff, it's like, ooh, ooh, really? It's, but I think as a as a Pacifica individual, we need to take hold and, and celebrate what you just um, what you just done for me because um, we we come from a humble humble background. Mm. We hardly talk about ourselves, um, but when someone talks about you in that light, man, it just makes. Makes you feel good. So this morning, right now, Rich, 
I think you've just made my morning. Oh, my morning. So, hey, well, I was, I was, I was merely saying the truth. Um, if I was lying, then then that would not be good. <laughs> but you, but praise the Lord, eh? you, 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 and through His grace, you were kind of able to achieve all those hats. Um, and, and, and it's impressive. I, I hope you know that. It's, um, I, I, I only wear probably a few of those hats, but you, yeah, you've got so many hats on, brother. Um. Just going into our introductions, Carl, but are you able to introduce a little bit about yourself and, and your family? I know I've already kind of yeah. said the long list of you, but uh, I guess from you. Absolutely. Well, uh, I'm of Nguyen descent. I'm one of five siblings. I'm the second youngest. Uh, we came to New Zealand in 1983. Nguyen being, uh, being a governed, uh, governed by New mm. Zealand, we had automatic uh, citizenship. Uh, I grew up in Otara. I lived on Preston Road, lived on Johnston Road, uh, the street of Ruben Wiki and Manu Vatuvai. Uh, and then we moved to the other side of Otara, uh, near Clover Park. Uh, I went to Rongomai, I went to Ferguson Intermediate, I went to Tangaro College. Uh, my parents are still with us, uh, which is awesome. Uh, I have a blended family of five and a half kids, uh, and I'm married mm. to a God-fearing Samoan lady from Alisa <laughs> and Apia. Hey, sir. Oh, true. I, um, yeah. Sorry, just a calendar. I, I played um, village rugby for Alisa. So, oh, that's awesome. Uh, village rugby. Yeah, anything, village, yeah. Uh, anything above here, that's... that's <laughs> yeah. It's actually, that was actually my last game was village rugby. Anyway, it's not about me. Um, before, I, I did want to kind of ask you this question after your introduction about how you came to faith, but what I thought I'd do is I'll just jump straight to the Fresh Truth 3. Now, in our um, podcast that we have with Ronji, he has the podcast 5, or the Fresh Tooth 5, but we for this shorter version, we're going to do the Fresh Truth 3. Um, so the first one, Carl, is what's your favorite food? Um... At the moment, uh, I'm digging Vietnamese. So Vietnamese is oh. my favorite at the moment. Uh, I'm into pork, pork on rice. Uh, <laughs> but also, at the moment, I'm, I'm looking after my health. So uh, I'm really into my meal preps. So a little bit of protein. Nice. And just getting that vegetable, just that vegetable in. How are you having to um, account for, because while we're, while we're recording this, it's, we are in the level four lockdown. How are you how are you satisfying your Vietnamese cra cravings? Um, I'm not at the stage, so <laughs> it's unfortunately that I have to when I eat my meal preps, I'm thinking about Vietnamese. So. <laughs> I mean, and the, the the thing is, like, it's always going to be there. Vietnamese is always going to be there. So, like, say for example, uh, I go to Pack and Save uh, for some shopping, mm. and then there's a long line for chicken and chips. And I'm like, family, that the chicken and chips will always be there. So, but it's just crazy. Yeah, it's just crazy watching um, watching our community uh, miss some of the things and and really want it. So they'll they'll wait in line just to get it. So wow. Yeah. For me, at this stage, I I can wait for Vietnamese. Yeah, fair enough. Awesome. But okay, so the second one is what music do you listen to? Um, at the moment, uh, a lot of Christian music. Um, <laughs> so I paused. Um, I was like, oh yeah, really? No. <laughs> um, yeah. So I listen to a whole range of music. Uh, at this stage, I don't really um, have something uh, that I really listen to on repeat. But it's usually um, the feel-good R&B music. Um, now and mm. then, I have to switch it to 
uh, Life of Him, because when my wife's in the car, she she just likes to listen to Christian music. So Life of Him is a good good uh, um, track of, of songs. And sometimes I find that they play secular songs too, with like the name Jesus on it. So I'm like, Go ahead. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Hey, that'll be an interesting topic to discuss one day. Yeah, because I'm like far out. You know, I thought this was a Christian radio, but they're playing secular music. So, mm. okay, cool. I'll listen to this this for now. Um, I'll only switch radio stations if if there's like a, a good conversation, if the DJ is uh, has a good topic, and there's a book, good uh, cast on. Yeah, because uh, I think when you get a little bit older, you just want to hear people talk, um, and and understand what what their thought process is. Uh, and the way they do things and how they see life. So, yeah. So that's 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 me at the stage. Yeah. Fair enough. Cool. Awesome. And the last of our fresh truth three. Uh, your favorite character in the Bible apart from Jesus, because everyone loves yeah, Jesus. Hands, I don't, hands down, it has to be uh, the Apostle Paul. Uh, nice. He has leadership qualities that um, we can link to as youth workers. Uh, say, for mm. example, the mentoring of uh, young Timothy. Uh, and this is nice. evident uh, when he writes the epistle to Timothy in First Timothy. So, yeah, so Apostle Paul hands down a man that once um, scrutinized the Christians who now became uh, a follower uh, and did his best to, to encourage those that were going the wrong way. So, yeah, hands down, Apostle Paul. Oh, man, that's a, that's a good um, way to kind of see that with the whole mentoring uh, that yeah. Paul had. So awesome. That's, that's, a, that's a great answer, Carl. Um, I mean, because because remember when um, when they were called to to go somewhere, and Timothy went with him and, and Barnabas, and then when they returned home, Timothy said, "Man, I'm done. This is scary. I don't want to do it anymore." And yeah. And Paul Paul wakes up the next morning and get, gets ready to go, and Timothy goes, "Oh, I'll come with you." And then Paul goes, "Now you stay. I don't want to look after you. You're you're you know <laughs> that, that that sort of tone." Yeah. And Barnabas goes, "Oh, come on, Paul. He he's my nephew. He's my relative. Can you?" Can you just give him another chance? And I'm like, yeah, that's so true because God gave Paul a chance, right? And so I think Paul in that realization knew, oh, okay, I should give this guy another go. And eventually uh, Timothy did well. So, uh, yeah, so that's that's how I look at it in terms of uh, the youth mentoring, how Paul saw Timothy. Nice. And that'll be... um. And we will touch more on that later eh? with with uh, a lot of your the youth work and and for what I see in you and how you mentor a lot of our our young brothers uh, yeah, oh, in so that much. space. Yeah. Um. So the the to kind of tie off the introduction, the the last question I want to ask you is how did you come to faith in Christ? Um. So <clears throat> my parents were PIC, uh, PIC Otara. And from the age of six and seven, I attended a small church across the road from PRC. Um, and I went to Sunday school, uh, I went to youth, then became a, a youth volunteer, then a youth director under the leadership of Pastor Paul mm. at the small church. Um, and the church was called uh, Otara Baptist at the time, and now it's called Living Waters OBC. Um, right. I had a Sunday school teacher, his name was Vili. Uh, he taught us some of the characters in the Bible and the main parts of Jesus's journey. Uh, he not only taught us, but um, I believe that he demonstrated it uh, through mm. his life. And at the time he worked for OAC. Um, 
And through his work, he exposed us to Christian events. And then as a, as a youth, mm. our leaders had connections with other churches. So they had good relationships with other leaders uh, in our community. Uh, we had combined services. We were able to meet uh, other my Christian peers. Uh, they took us on youth, youth event. And there was this one youth event I remember was based in New Lynn. Uh, and that was the first time I gave my heart to Christ. So I was ready. Mm. Uh, I had been prepared um, and I was ready. As this man that spoke that evening, his name was Barry Smith. Um, he he was the one that sort of gave me an opportunity to give my life to Christ. And uh, from there, I navigated my Christian journey the best way I knew how. And uh, I was supported by mentors and the eldership team in my church. So that's where my uh, faith in Christ began. So Sunday school, seeing it, youth seeing it, and then it wasn't until an opportunity to, to actually give my heart through an amazing man who knew, his, who knew his word, who knew his journey, and who knew the gospel. So, yeah, so that's how I um, came to Christ. Oh, nice, Carl. So we, you were saying your parents attended the PIC. Um, did they, were they at the at OB, OBC too? Or? No. Oh, right. So my, my, yeah, so my uncle uh, attended, he was an elder at uh, Otsada Baptist. Right, okay, And cool. uh, he just invited me, I, I walked across the road, and, and the rest, as they say, is history. So, yeah. Yeah, so that's 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 our link to um, to Otsada Baptist was my uncle. Nice, yeah, yeah, sorry, I was just trying to get that connection, because I thought, oh, yeah, everyone knows that the PIC Church in Otsada is probably one of the more well-known ones, so... Um, and the connection to your church is physical, because eh? it was literally, it is literally across the road. So, for you to make that journey, cool. Okay, so and how old were you then? Uh, I was about six and seven. I mean, so when, when you, yeah, when you gave your life, oh, I mean, yeah, I was sixteen years of age. Wow, I was sixteen years of age, and um, I I was given a birth certificate because I think it was a Barry Smith ministry. And they usually write down a birth certificate, and this was your birth date of of how you, of the day you've given your heart to Christ. And I was yeah. like, "Wow, this is amazing!" And then after that, yeah, we just started attending other um, other events and fellowships, and yeah, it was just amazing, amazing. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Carl. Um, yeah, from, I guess from what I know about you, um, the you being an Otara boy, you've always you're always about Otara, you love the hood, you love the, the area and so forth. And, and so I guess the question I want to ask is, how did you get into your kind of community and youth work? Um, well, it was, man, I was exposed to um, individuals and leaders who invested their time mm. and, effort, and a young person like me. Um, so growing up, growing up in Otara, it wasn't, it wasn't really a safe place to live, but as 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 you do, you you, you make it work. Uh, I witnessed uh, the work of Sally Pia, Alan Vaa, mm. uh, Pastor Paul Gibson, Sam Chapman. Uh, through their work, they were able to transform lives through hope, encouragement, and empowerment. Mm. And I was like, "Wow, can can people actually do that?" And I guess uh, through the acts of um, kindness, I was able to understand my calling in life. Um, by using my gifts and my experiences to connect with others and build positive relationships. So, uh, yeah, I guess this is where the introduction of uh, voluntary work came in mm. for me. Uh, and then I used it as a platform for my professional career journey uh, to work with individuals, families, and communities. So that's where it started. 
I was inspired by these um, God-fearing men uh, and I just knew where I wanted to go and where, what I wanted to be. Nice, yeah, and, and I, what, what was interesting to me about those, I think you said four names, was they all had a relationship with the Lord. Um, and I wonder, yeah, so that, how much that had an impact on, on you viewing community and youth work. That would have been um, deep. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, I think one of the key qualities as, as Christ showed us was uh, yeah. love, empathy, and lost for the pa- uh, uh, lost and passion for seeing those to, um, that were broken uh, to be um, healed and, and supported. Because mm. uh, I guess not everyone is perfect. We all go through um, our hill, our hilltop moments and our valley moments. Mm. Sometimes we just need someone to just encourage us. Um, so these these four men um, are what I believe to this day um, uh, have ma- have made massive moves for me to to find out my call. Yeah. So yeah, it was a good assist. Awesome. Um, so what what kind of things are you doing in the community in in, in regards to youth work at the moment? Um, man, so <clears throat> at the moment, um, I am oh, just youth worker in general. Um, yeah, yeah, in, in any of your, I guess, sorry, I should have asked what, what, what you've done in the past and what you're doing at the moment in regards to oh, yeah. youth and community work. So, um, I'm a current lead, uh, community uh, support worker for Living Waters Otara Baptist. At this stage, it's a relatively new role. Uh, so nice. just connecting with families, um, running events uh, through our community and also on the road of Ferguson. I'm also a member of the Dawson Trust, a charitable entity. We run a yearly annual event on uh, council land near Ferguson Oaks Reserve, AKA the Dawson Courts. We utilize uh, the young people in the area to help deliver the event, which gives them exposure to community and I guess work experience. I'm also a member of the uh, Adalam Boys Club and leader uh, in partnership with Tupu Youth Library. We run a youth development program on Fridays with young men in our community. Some come from dysfunctional backgrounds, mm. and I guess we're just there to support them. And uh, um, yeah, we just want them to reach their potential. Uh, so yes, so that's some of the, the work that I'm currently doing now um, in my community. Um, and yeah, I'm just, just I'm just enjoying it. The majority of the stuff is, is voluntary. So the yeah. the three things that I've talked about is voluntary, but sometimes it can feel like it's full time. <laughs> I just I just got to make sure that I know when to say no and know when to rest because uh, it can take a toll on the body. Yeah, and I think that's so important for people that do work in the in uh, the community is they need to um, recognize when to rest because it can be. Because you because you want to be there for people and you want to do that often and you, you just want to get out there and do everything but um yeah resting is, is is such a vital part in that journey so I'm glad you said that yeah and especially with all the hats that you're wearing you you yeah. need to have that rest <laughs> how does um thank you for thank you for for talking to us about what you, what you're doing how does your faith in Christ inform your community and youth work um. <clears throat> Well, I guess um, I will not be able to do these roles if it weren't for having Christ in my life. Um, my, my thing is always to, um, because God created us in his image and in, in his likeness. And so uh, with such things such as um, having empathy and compassion <clears throat> towards others, he's a guy that, he's a man that lived uh, and breathed these qualities. Uh, this foundation, I guess for me, 
is embedded um, through my Sunday school teachers, uh, my youth leaders. Um, and I must admit, man, I, I'm not perfect. I fail now and then in giving people the opportunities uh, for me to serve them. Like say, for example, there was this, uh, there was this guy, I had a meeting with some amazing, amazing friends. And this guy walks in while we're having a meeting and just says, oh, can you buy me a coffee? <laughs> and we looked at each other and we were like, what? And in my heart of hearts, I was like, nah. But then in, my, in reality, I was like, man, what would Jesus do in this situation? And so I think I, I, just, I just did it, but I almost failed. Um, I almost failed in that, uh, I guess, in that moment. But it's stuff like that, you know, God, yeah. God didn't hesitate. He just did it. Uh, whoever was watching or whoever wasn't watching, he just did it. So, um, so that's 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 where I'm at in terms of uh, my faith in Christ and and how it informs my work. Uh, because I guess, like I said before, when I look at those four uh, men, uh, you know, Elavaa, Salipaya, Pastor Paul Gibson, Sam Chapman, um, they had they used the the characteristics of Jesus. Um, and I guess, and like I said, the stuff that I do now is voluntary, these things in my community. And um, now people want to get paid for what they do. But if, if it's voluntary and you, you see a greater cause uh, and seeing people, I guess, overcome um, these obstacles, then mm. there's a greater reward. And the greater reward, hopefully, is um, allowing them to have a ticket to, to get to heaven. And so, yeah, so that's, that's my, where I'm at with my faith and my community and what, how it established me in my walk. So. Nice. Um, this, this was a point I, I brought up in a kind of another interview uh, around Christ in the community was the difference Christ makes eh? because um, youth work and community work are very honorable um traits they're very honorable work yeah. um but i've but i've always found that they kind of stop at a level eh? and that's always yeah. the a level of comfort um yeah. in one's life the quality of life but when you add um and i, I say this respectfully if when jesus becomes the foundation of social work and youth work it goes beyond the quality of life eh? it now moves Absolutely. on to something more eternal um Absolutely. and so yeah i just wanted to get your thoughts around that well, you're so right, Rich, because sometimes um, there's always a point in our life where we say, you know what, I've done my dash. Um, that's it. I'm done. Mm. I'll let someone else take over. But in reality, man, I've seen I've seen people uh, love, worship, and, and, and work for Christ until they're like 80, 90. And, and that's a great example because I know, like you said, in youth work and, and social services, there comes a point where you're like, oh, this is as much, this is as far as I can go. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm going to just stay here. I'm, I'm happy to just be comfortable and just stay where I'm at at the moment because it's safer. <clears throat> but in reality, that's that's not how Jesus did it. Um, you know, there's going to be a point in time where we're going to be challenged. There's going to be injustice. And when do we stand up for that injustice? When mm. do we say, you know what, this is wrong. You know, I really need to continue. Or what you said is wrong. This is this is me standing up for, for someone. This is me standing up for my faith. Um, and I guess, like you said, Rich, if that wasn't in our lives, if God wasn't the foundation, 
that we want to be able to challenge. Um, so being comfortable is, is okay, but I think that there comes a time where you just got to keep moving, keep doing it and, and saying, you know what, um, I'm not done yet or God's not finished with me yet. Because mm. sometimes, like I said before, we can't feel like that. The same things that we do daily, weekly, we're like, oh. But the thing is also we need to, whatever vision and whatever mission and whatever calling we had that God gave us in our first, uh, I guess, encounter, our first love with him. Because remember when we first gave our heart to Christ and our first love was like, man, I want to follow you. You listen to all these songs, you do your best, and then that sort of fades. But then you're like, how do I get that first love again? Um, that's where we're at. So sometimes um, we need to find that first love to to get back on track. So yeah. that, that's a good question, Richard. I hope I answered that. Yeah, thanks. And, and I know it, was, it probably wasn't part of the questions I gave you, but it was just something that came to mind. So um, yeah, so bro. Well, what what do you hope to achieve with all your with the community and, and youth work that you're doing? Um, I guess. Um, I guess at this stage for me, um, like I said, my goal and my calling in life is to to help and support individuals. Mm. Uh, all the work that I've done, uh, my career journey, I've, I've, I've worked in a tertiary um, education sector. I've uh, worked uh, for Careers New Zealand. Uh, now I'm currently mm. working for an organization uh, that gives apprenticeships um, to people that want to get qualified, mm. electric, uh, the electrical trade, the electrical trade, sorry, <laughs> uh, plumbing, drain laying, roofing. Uh, and then, so when I look back at my, my career journey, it's always been like that. It's, it's always been to, to inform, encourage, and empower yeah. people to gain and, and receive something that they will help them support their families and their community. So, so yeah, so that's, that's, uh, that's that, uh, and, and that's the things that I do at the moment. Nice. Hey, um, and this is this is another additional question, <laughs> and I, I want to pull it back to um, the Adalim Club that you're talking about. Uh, and you know, we're both involved with that. And um, I guess I'll, I'll just set it up first before I get to my question eh, to, to kind of give you um, some time to think about the answer because this is uh, not, not a question that I, I gave to you. But the question will be, I, I want to ask you, how does Adalim operate differently to other youth groups? Now, while Carl kind of simmers on, on that, that question, we do want to explain a little bit about Adalim. And Adalim is a boys club, as Carl said earlier, that we run... Um, with Tupu Youth Library, and, and uh, the name comes from the Bible, the Adalim Cave that David uh, hid in, and he built his army of 300 men, and so that, that's kind of the premise of which Adalim Boys Club was based, is that it's like a, a place or um, a group where we, young men will come in, and, and we're always trying to build them up and so forth. Um, and it's been operating since 2006, uh, begun under uh, 274 Youth Corps, which at the time was headed by Alan Ba, someone that you mentioned earlier, and the club itself, which was a street club they called, was um, run by a brother by the name of Tia uh, Suemai. So um, that started 2006. I've seen many boys come through it uh, through the ages, and now we're here 2021, and, and praise the Lord, it, it's still going. So um, hopefully that's a, a kind of a good 
summary of a Dalim Boys Club. Uh, so Carl, yeah, so it gets back to you with the question, how does it operate differently to other youth groups? Yeah, um, awesome, Rich. So Adalim is a faith-based, grassroots-based, community-based program. And like you said, Rich has been running for over 17 years, developed by a group of passionate young people. Um, and the program uh, runs and, and is funded and supported by leaders facilitated by the program, um, as well as the Waterhole, uh, Tupu Youth Library, individuals in our communities such as Ronji and other communities. And recently, just now, uh, Otara Papatoi local board has come on to, to help support the program. Uh, and you're right, Rich, I just wanna clarify that as well, man. The origin of Adalim is referenced to the cave of Adalim. Mm -hmm. And uh, we referenced that found in 1 Samuel 22, uh, where David was hunted by Saul. Yes. Broken, lost, confused, he escaped to the cave we eventually 300 men found themselves as well in the cave, also broken, lost, and in debt, uncertain of their future. Uh, then God restored David uh, through the cave, and it wasn't a pleasant place to live, but the cave be became a place of hope. Uh, eventually, David encouraged all men, restored restored their faith in themselves, and they eventually became, David eventually became, became their commander. Uh, and you're right, rich man, it's, it's an awesome opportunity. The name itself uh, means refuge in Hebrew. So the Hebrew uh, word for Adalim is refuge. Um, and our goal, our goal as facilitators and leaders of this program is to prepare these mighty young men for greatness uh, through leadership and development program prepared for, for, for them each term. So the difference between this program and other programs is that our young men come from broken homes. Our mm -hmm. young men come from places where they've only got one parent in their, in their, in their family. Um, both parents, uh, one parent could be in prison. Um, we have stories of young men um, being whangaied out to other family members because their parents are not able to look after them. Um, and it's, I don't want to compare it to, to the youth uh, yep. in, in the church, Basically, mm. the youth in our church have a home to go to at the end of the day. The youth in our church have, have both parents, they've got food, they've got uh, shelter. And the key thing about our, uh, the youth program that we run every Fridays, is some of the kids, these kids don't have the opportunity. Um, and our goal, our role uh, as leaders, um, taking on this mantle of this program that was established 17 years ago, is to continue the vision and the mission of uh, Tia, uh, of uh, 274 Youth Corps, and also um, Alan Vaa to continue the mission and vision of uh, encouraging and prepping uh, young boys for their career path, for their um, future endeavors, and also for their future goals and aspirations. So that's, that's the key difference. The key difference is we don't have a budget, we don't have funding. It's all funded by the facilitators, uh, by the supporters that I've mentioned previously, um, and opportunities again will come up. But that's that's the key foundation of Adalim. Uh, it is it is grassroots, community based, <laughs> and faith based. So yeah, it just it just reminds me when you said uh, no budget. It reminds me of those um those years when um and we've all we've both experienced it as well as the other leaders. They would try to pull money together for a feed. Oh, so, oh brothers, uh, let's all chip in. Um, 
you know, there's 30 of them and get people to chip in. And, yeah, I've got 70 cents, sir. I've got 10 cents. Like, okay, we're going to be feeding these guys lollies. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but praise the Lord, like, he's he's just had his hand over that, the, the club van. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been been such a blessing. And I love serving with you, bro. And, and I'm really thankful, especially this this part of the journey where you've kind of um, taken over the lead. Uh, and you're doing some amazing things. So, yeah, shop brother. Uh, thank you, Rich. That's all of us, eh? So we, we're rounding up to the end of um, our things that we're going to kind of conclude. Well, what are some words of encouragement you have for people in, in that's currently in the community or youth game or wanting to get into it? Well, I guess, um, man, whatever your calling is, whatever our calling is in life, wherever we are, we just need to remember to stay true uh, and hold on to the foundations that we were brought up with um, and also the stuff that people have set before. Uh, we can see it however we want, but, the, you know, say, for example, our parents, our grandparents brought us to New Zealand for better opportunities. And so when we see things, we also see it from a, a cultural perspective, uh, how our families um, grounded us um, and, and also think about the reason why our families came to New Zealand. Uh, there's also the spiritual aspect. Um, physically, we can do a lot of things, but a lot of it is also linked to our mental and, um, and spiritual well-being. Uh, how do we uh, make sure that all these areas are, are safe for us to continue? Uh, and I'd also like to reference um, a good foundation um, that we need to, a good foundation for us to move forward and mm. uh, finding what you really want to do uh, with your calling. Uh, and also, I want to, I guess, touch on Matthew 7, uh, 24 to 27, the parable of the foolish builder. So what do we want to build our foundation on? Do we want to build it on a, on a sturdy rock or sand or whatever? So uh, that's one thing that I want to reference. But for those that are really wanting to get into this um, area, it's, 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 man, it's not a, it's not an easy, easy place, but I think the rewards to see someone overcome things they've never thought that they'll ever do before is the best reward ever. And also hopefully, hopefully that they journey with you and they have also have a ticket to get to heaven. So that's my encouragement. If people want to get into this uh, area of mm -hmm. uh, work, man, it's not easy, but just making sure that what I've mentioned before is uh, stay connected to your uh, cultural aspect, the spiritual aspect, and what have you built your foundation on? Awesome. Thanks, Carl. And um, I guess any, any final words for our brethren? Um, yeah, I think you mentioned it before. Uh, there'll be times when we think we're done. Unfortunately, this is not the case, man. Mm -hmm. we have either, we've either hit our wall in, in, in the places when we think like that. Uh, we've lost our vision and our mission, but we're just not a, we just need to get it back again. And all we need is a bit of time in the cave. We need a bit of a time with, a, with the, uh, our God and our Lord and Savior in the cave mm. um, where we can restore ourselves, relax, take a moment just to regroup, rethink, and then move forward. I'd like to finish off with, I guess, uh, a, a verse from Ecclesiastes 4, chapter 9 to 10, and it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either one of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity on anyone who falls and has no one to help him up. 
So it's really important to have a group of uh, friends, probably nice. just at least five, just to keep you accountable on your journey. You don't need about 20, 30, 40, or 100. <laughs> um, you just need a good top five to to help you put you in the, uh, the right path. So that'll be my encouragement for any brethren that uh, will watch this or hear this podcast. So hang in there, uh, find people that you trust, and also you can use them as uh, soundboards for your journey. Awesome. That's that's beautiful, Carl. Yeah, I love that. I love your last point about the... Um... I guess it aligns with the verse about not giving up fellowship with the with the fellow brethren, oh. and so it's that that part of our spiritual and Christian life is so important. Um, sometimes people want to do the Lone Ranger stuff, but you're you're so right. Yeah, people need a we need to be we have to journey with each other. It has to be done together. So awesome, yeah, awesome yeah. encouragement. Okay, that's us for today. Thank you very much, um, Carl. Thank you, brother, for your words of um, yeah. Uh, if if People know Carl. You you love how um, loving and and giving this this brother is. Uh, I love being with him. Uh, we were chilling, and so yeah, really appreciate your time. Uh, and to everyone that's listening, yeah, thank you very much for uh, this opportunity to to kind of chat with you. And yeah, really stay blessed. Thank you very much, brothers. Who wanna clap with me? Jumping on this track, take it back with me. Church boy booth, Apple Mac and me. Slaying damn bars like a catastrophe. The world's going downhill rapidly. Other religion is just blasphemy. God's on fire, watching back in me. Pounding my chest on the balcony. Not a fantasy, we claim it valiantly. Filling these bars like a cavity. You think it's agony, applying amnesty?